Welcome back to the Shtiven Zhang Show, episode 49. In today's episode, Eric, it is UFC 269. Uh, next Saturday, December 11th, will be UFC 269, highlighted by Dustin Poirier and Charles Oliveira. So we'll be breaking down the main card event, as usual, as we do for the UFC fight nights. Uh, but before we get into that, we got to talk about the sponsor of the episode, Hot Streak Fantasy, um, the best in-play fantasy app on the market. Pick two to three players in the NFL and NBA uh, and watch your favorite teams. Watch, uh, watch them make you some money. Hot Streak is matching your initial deposit as a bonus when you use promo code Hot Sauce. So get Hot Streak Fantasy app now. Every week, best in-play fantasy app on the market for sports gambling, quick and easy. So if you're someone who likes to uh, waste money on the gambling and you're into sports, then this is the app to download. So get on that to make some quick money. Uh, but uh, before we get into the episode, as always, roll it! Welcome back to the Stibben Zang Show. Episode 49, this episode at UFC 269. Eric, it's time to break down another UFC fight uh, night. Month of December, Charles Oliveira, the <clears throat> champ. First title defense against Dustin Poirier, the diamond. But before we get into that, let's start with the main card, as we always do. Break down the fights, yeah. uh, odds, everything like that. And yeah. who we think is the winner, who we think has the best chance. Uh, to make you some money. But still, I'm telling you, we got to take this serious now because I know a lot of people are going to watch this episode to know who they should bet on. So we have to give a very like thoughtful analysis to like, have our viewers and fans make some money here. That sounds like you guys are attack. watching. That sounds like an attack at me. No, attack of us. We, yeah. we didn't have a good yeah. UFC 268. You, you see this? This is commitment. You want to see me talking about... Show me your loose sleeve, your piece of paper. I bring this commitment. Yeah, you yeah, little phone. So you better br- Here we go. I, I came prepared. So, you know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people, a lot of parlays on the line. Um, yep. You know, I have, I mentioned, I, I talk about two un- prelims here that I can mention um, after. I'll do that bef- uh, later. But um, okay. let's head into the first fight on this main card. I actually have no clue. Um, which fights are first between these two? I'm not sure, but um, let's start with Sugar Sean O'Malley, Eric in the bantamweight division facing yep. off against um, how do you name it, spell his name? Rasulian Paiva. I can't. I misspelled his name because my writing's too big. Anyway, Eric, Sugar Sean O'Malley, uh, yep. 14 wins, one losses. Uh, going up against 21 and three phantom white bout. What do you like in this fight to come out and, and win this one? Okay. This fight, I'm not gonna lie. Very excited for this fight. Cause Sean O'Malley last two fights, he's fought huge favorite, right? Last two fights, huge favorite, especially last fight against Chris Moutinho. If you looked yeah. at the odds before the fight, I think if you bet like $10, I think you're making sense. Mm-hmm. So for this fight, pretty interesting. I'm not sure what the odds are. I, the I, I odds don't are, it was like minus Sugar Sean is a under 303 favorite. Okay, so that's that's close, man. That, 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 at for, a Sean O'Malley, for a Sean O'Malley fight, that's really close. So obviously his competition, he's starting to step up, right? Starting to step up. Um, a lot of complaints were, oh, he's always fighting these bums. Like 
last time he fought a good fighter was Marlon Vera and he got fucked yeah. up there. So, so um, here he's fighting a decent fighter um, in Raulian Pava. Yeah. Even decent fighter. If he wins, gotta start like going up because even he said like, "Oh, shoot, I don't know if I want to be champ. I might just want to like get these highlight wins." But hey, if you're in the UFC, there's just there's so much you can do by just like beating up these trash fighters. Like if you actually want to like the reason why Conor McGregor became so huge was because he was doing all the trash talking, all the highlights, but he was climbing to the top yeah, and he did what and nobody else history. did. Exactly. And with all the trash talking. So that's why he became a superstar. And Sean O'Malley, he's never going to reach Conor McGregor's status, but he's definitely like, he's a super, like he's a star at UFC. Like this guy's unranked and he's always like on the posters and everything. So in this fight, I have Sean O'Malley. I'll bet it. I'll put Sean O'Malley in my parlay. I'm very confident in him winning this one. Um, like I, I'd say he should be an even bigger favorite. I know it's a lot, but I believe in Sean O'Malley. I hope all the, cause he, he's become pretty famous, right? Like he has, Oh, you see him partying all this stuff. Like, yeah. I hope that hasn't distracted him from the mixed martial arts that, cause it, Hey, you have to be dedicated. You can't just slack off. So I hope he has been staying focused and he's ready for this fight. Yeah. I, I, I do love sugar Sean O'Malley as well. Uh, I have him too in my parlor i'm gonna take him for this fight you know he he's definitely uh got the advantage when it comes to the striking game if they uh, keep this game on their feet you know uh one of the big things uh with fighters like sean o'malley is their movement the switching stances you know he's not one guy who plants his yeah. feet and likes to trade you know he'll switch his stances he, you know he's always moving his shoulder he's a very like lucid you know stylistic fighter so um i think his movement with his fakes his feints uh, it's going to it's going to serve a lot uh, for his counter shot that we know he, he has a really good counter shot. And so all those fake and movements will, will, will able to set that up. Um, if, you know, Raleigh and Piva has any chance of beating Sean O'Malley, I think it's, you know, trying to, to throw those kicks like Marlon Vera, uh, Vera was doing, uh, yep. which was effective against O'Malley and then, t- you know, switch up the fight, uh, t- get some takedowns, make some some takedowns again to the mat. Uh, if he can get like a ground and pound, that could do some damage to Sh- uh, Sean O'Malley. So uh, that's how I see Paiva winning this fight. However, I think Sean O'Malley's movement uh, and his striking ability is just going to be too much. And he's going to come out with a TKO, in my opinion. That's an- another side bet, uh, Sean O'Malley by TKO. But I will yeah. take him in my parlay for this sure. main event. Uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley, yeah. Bantamweight bout is going to be interesting to yeah. see. But you have, um, you have to put it in. And I just want to add before we switch on here, um, I'm looking at the stats now, and Sean O'Malley is known for not fighting wrestlers, right? Because yeah. that's what you do. You, um, what's yeah. the uh, Conor <laughs> McGregor did the exact same. Like, yeah. you're not gonna fight. He's not gonna fight a wrestler. Like, he's gonna get fucked up. So, what he's doing here is, I'm looking at um, Riley and Pava's stats. He's averaging 0.62 takes down a fight on 27% accuracy. So, mm-hmm. you by just that. And his submission game, like, I can tell he's not a ground guy. And I've watched him, and not like, he's not a ground guy. Probably, he, I, I, the fight might go to ground, but, like, by just looking That's at That's not this, the only way I see him winning. Exactly, but... He can't, yeah, he's not going to be... You won't fighting. be able to outstrike Sean. He's too no. quick. He's too long. No homo. He's, he's just too good. <laughs> but, yeah, he is, uh, he is definitely too fast. Like I said, his movement, it's too elusive. Um, so, that yeah. It's definitely being a problem if he's going to try and beat him on the ground. Uh, so take Sugar Sean O'Malley on your parlays. Lock it in. Uh, as we go to the next welterweight fight, 
the next fight of the the uh, card is a welterweight bout between Jeff Neal and Santiago Ponzinibbio. Eric, Jeff Neal, Santiago Ponzinibbio. They're both coming in at under 110 um, equal odds. So uh, really, this is going to be a close fight. Um, Jeff Neal, welterweight uh, versus Santiago. Eric, who do you like? Okay, so this one, I was looking at the odds. It's actually flat. It's, it's flat. It's, it's flat, right? So the, um, I'll be honest. I've seen George Neal fight. Very good fighter. And I've also seen um, George. I, I always mess up his name. It's so hard to say. Jeff Neal. Santiago? Yeah, Santiago. Santiago Ponzinibbio. So exactly. So San Diego, the first fight I saw him fight was against the leech and he got absolutely torched in that yeah. fight. And that's what propelled the leech to 11th, uh, 11th ranking at that time. Right. And we know the leech later on. We very, very know. What happened there. We talked about the leech, but yeah, Santiago, um, very good fighter. Um, he was undefeated, not undefeated. He went on a huge winning streak. I'm, I'm trying to count here. One, two, three, four, five, six. He was on a seven fight winning streak before he lost to Lee Jin Lang. So he was on a seven fight win streak. He took like, I believe two years off, no, three years off. So a seven fight win streak, took three years off and then lost to Lee. And then now he's back. Oh, and then he won again. He won right after. So now he's, he's fighting Jeff Neal. So, hey, San Diego's a great fighter. Um, I know the ranking, I think is, he's at 12 right now or 13th. Uh, doesn't doesn't give, uh, give him justice, but he he's a good fighter. If I had to bet on it, I, I'd bet on him. Um, I just think the fact that he lost to Leach is a little disappointing, right? Because Leach is a good fighter, but you expect someone with a seven-fight win streak and what eight eight wins in his lot what, with two three losses in his UFC career through yeah. like something like 10, 11. Like he has a very good record and he's been amazing in the UFC. And he's beating some really good fighter like Neil Magny, everyone, Mike mm. Perry. Like these are good names to beat. So um, if I had to bet, I'd bet on him probably just cause I know him a bit better and cause of the winning streak and he's proven. And the only thing he's done in the last, like he has one loss in the last six years, which is against Lee. So the, and the, the thing too, is the fact that, um, he lost to Lee, got knocked out in tremendous fashion, came back right away. Cause he, he took off three years, came back right away and won his next fight. That shows a lot about a fighter. So. Yeah, I, I the thing about Jeff Neal is you can't overlook two, his two last fights. He both the both losses, but you got to look at yeah. some of the guys he fought. You know, Stephen Thompson, obviously the Wonder Boy. Yeah. Uh, he got yeah. outclassed. Uh, one of the best welterweights in the division, and then Neil yeah. Magny, uh, which was a bit surprising considering you know, um, you know, people thought Jeff Neal could have won that fight. Um, he he just basically outclassed him. He he kept his distance, yeah. and, and and those were two tough fights for for Jeff Neal. And so, you know, fighting a guy like uh, Pon, uh, Nibio, who who doesn't have the same movement as a guy like Stephen Thompson. Stephen Thompson was one of the most elusive guys in the division uh, with his unorthodox style. Uh, but Ponzinibbio plants his feet and just tries to bo- outbox the other guy in front of you. He's going to try and trade with you. And that's kind of what Jeff Neal wants you to do. Um, and so, you know, when you talk about, you know, him getting knocked out, you know, who has the better chin? Is it uh, J- uh, Jeff Neal or is it the guy who got knocked out uh, in his yeah. last fight in, in tremendous fashion? So, you know, mm-hmm. he's a decent striker, Bonzinibio, and, and But that's really what his whole game relies on is standing and, and, and boxing. And, yeah. and uh, you know, they both have KO power. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to take Jeff Neal. 
in this fight. Okay, okay, you're because it's Ronald a close Rivera. one because he is. was on a he was on a six fight win streak before Stephen Thompson. Like you lose it, like I, yeah, he's he's at the That's top. Like, he's world class. Yeah. But and then losing unanimous decision to Neil Magny, who yeah, Ponzo Mino beat. A tough, so, it's a bit but tough. hey, this is a really close. There's a reason why the odds have it exactly even because these are the fights like no one like. Anything can happen in this fight, so that's why I don't know. I, I want. I'm. I'm gonna go with my gut, Santa. Uh, Santa, yeah, I'm. Yeah, no. I'm. I'm not, probably not gonna add him to my parlay just because it is a tough not, parlay. Um, it's definitely not a lock. It's definitely. It could go either way. Someone's gonna get hurt. That's for sure. And yep. listen, this could go either way. So we don't want any hate here. But um, yeah, uh, I think Jeff Neal. I think a, this is a game plan that he's expecting with the trading off boxing. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's exactly what he wants uh, Bonzanibio to do. Yeah. And whereas Bonzanibio, he, he, he could, you know, he has KO power. He could land one on Jeff Neal. And, and you know, this is a very close fight. Someone's going to get hurt, but uh, you're going with uh, San Diego. I'm going to go with Jeff yeah. Neal. Uh, but either way, very close. Can go either way. So be wary and watch out when you decide to include this fight in your parlay, if you decide to include, include it in your parlay, because it, it's a 50-50 realistically. Um, a flyweight division, you know, the flyweight division area, the one I don't like to talk about because <laughs> it's 125, but no, there's some good fighters in there. Um, K Cara France is versus a former, um, in a uh, flyweight, right? No, 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 Featherweight Cody Garbrandt, was, yeah, champ was he getting fly, uh, Featherweight, right? No, Bantamweight, Bantamweight, yeah, that's what bantamweight he was former champion. Bantamweight champ. Um, he is now dropping down to the flyweight division. He'll be having his first flyweight division fight versus K. Car of, uh, of France. And so, if Cody Garbrandt loses this one, it's going to be five out of his last six fights have been losses. And uh, so, there's a lot riding right now. I'm not going to say a potential UFC cut, but that's not top talent with uh, losing five out of six. Uh, you know, in your last six fights. So, uh, Eric, uh, who do you like in this interesting flyweight division matchup? Okay. Um, from what I know, um, I'll be honest, flyweight. Who, like, I don't know who watches flyweight. Like, let's be honest. Only you only watch the championship fights. Everyone watches. You'll see. Like, I, I watched the uh, Devson Figueroa against Brendan Murray. I watched that fight. Like. Those are like those are the only ones I'm going to watch. So I'm not following every guy, but um, Cody Garber. I have watched a bunch of his fights. Um, like you, you can see so many highlights. Of Cody. He's an amazing yeah. striker, boxer. Like he's so quick, like so quick. But obviously, um, it was sad to see him uh, get outclassed by Rob Font, get outclassed by TJ Dillashaw twice, and then but. Cody Garbrandt has put on one of the craziest display of boxing I've ever seen in my life when he fought Dominic Cruz. Absolutely outclassed one of the greatest, probably the one of the, yeah, basically the greatest bantamweight of all time. Absolutely outclassed him for the belt. So you have to give props to Cody Garbrandt. Everyone's a little, his, his chin's a little glassy, you know? Like, yeah. it's, definitely not the, it's definitely not the most solid thing. But just from what I know, I like, I've, I follow Cody. Like Cody a bit, like just because I know him, not because I'm not gonna lie, not having put a lot of like thought into this, but just from what I think, my instinct and how like I've been, I, I've been watching some like people talk about it, and like I think I think it's Cody. I think Cody's got this one, and he is a favorite too, right? I believe. So uh, I think he's yeah. Uh, he is a favorite under 152. Uh, Kai Kara France is over 125 underdog. 
Uh, that's interesting because Eric, like you, uh, again, I'm taking uh, the opposite of really? your prediction. I'm taking Kai Car of France because I think Cody Garbrandt is stepping in to Kai Car uh, Kai Car of France's world right now. You know, he, it's his first okay. flyweight fight. We've seen, like, you, you will have no problem making the weight, whatever. That's fine. But we've seen yep. Cody Garbrandt struggle against guys who have gr- fast movement, quick pace movement. We've seen it against, uh, you know, before he knocked out uh, a Sun Chow. Uh, or Sun, how do I say these names, Eric? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sun Cow. He was pressed against the fence. He was basically being pressed against the fence with his movement. And same thing when he fought against Rob Font. He was pressed against the fence because these guys have quick movements. And when you go down to a division where the guys lay west, uh, way less, they're going to have quicker movement. Kai Car France is going to have yeah. quicker movement than Cody Garmin. We know Cody Garmin's going to want to box, right? Uh, and that's it basically the strongest point in this game so he has good speed good boxing uh um mechanism so that's what he's gonna be looking to do but um listen kai car france has good grappling submission defense don't think this is gonna be a wrestling bout so don't have to worry about that but he has decent boxing too and i think his movement he's gonna press cody garbin like those two were able to do before but only you know uh rob fawn was able to get it done uh, but, uh, yeah, if he can, uh, press him against the fence, like those other guys were going to do with his speed, I think he could come out with a decision at least. Okay. Uh, I don't think he's going to knock him out, but a decision or something, he's just going to have to be, uh, he's going to have to watch out for Cody Garber and obviously a uh, great boxer, but, um, yeah, I think, I think the, the going down a division with this, I think this movement and the speed is going to be a huge factor in this flyweight. Cause it's his first fight at 125. So yep. I think he's, uh, he's going to be a little surprised okay. of how quick the guys can be. Fair. So yeah, the thing with Cody is, at some point I think I, I I heard him talk about like he's got four losses in his last five fights. Obviously, um, the hey he's fought world class fighters. Yeah. So TJ Dillashaw twice, Pedro Munoz who is a good fighter too. Like he got KO'd by Pedro, who's a good fighter. You got and Rob Fong was a good fighter too. So they're, they're definitely at the top. So it's not like he's been fighting bums. But four out of five looks bad. Five out of six looks terrible. And then he has that one ruin against Rafael Asuncao or whatever he's yeah, called. Asuncao. Asuncao. But it, that was a highlight. I, I've seen that. I don't know if you saw it. It's one yeah, he, he yeah. dog yeah. at, at the buzzer. So that was amazing. I, I love that. And um, before that, he was being pressed by him. If you, yeah, if you watched the exactly. fight before he got yeah. he could clip that. So, but hey, don't like Cody Garman is actually like, he's such a good, but you don't understand how his speed, man, especially at 125 is going to be lighter. But that there, there's less room for uh, less fat on that chin too. So gotta watch out for that because he's been getting knocked out. Like he, he has been so getting he, knocked out. It's not like he's been lo- he hasn't yeah. been losing by like unanimous decision. Other than that, TJ uh, or no, yeah, he's been getting KO'd every single time. And last fight he lost by unanimous decision. But hey, I don't know. I I, I hope Cody win. I maybe I want Cody to win just because I I probably like Cody a bit. I I'm a little fan, right? But. Hey, it's going to be a good fight. Well, I want Kai Car France to win so I can make some money here. Plus 125 yeah, here. I already got two underdogs on my parlay, Eric. Um, well, no, not really. Um, well, I'll get to that eventually. But uh, so far, <laughs> having um, Kai Car France plus 125, because this is, look, we're going to get through these fights here. There's a lot of uh, a <laughs> lot of favorites here that are going to win these fights most likely. Yeah. So you got to look for those fights there that have uh, the potential oh, yeah, of having sure. an upset, sure. and uh, I see this one as as being that. Uh, but let's go to a fight with a potential upset, Eric Amanda Nunez versus Julia Pena. 
Uh, just kidding. <laughs> Yo, <if> you <laughs> just, just kidding. Just okay, kidding. Okay. Uh, no, this will be an absolute beatdown. Uh, women's bantamweight championship on the line. Amanda, the lioness Nunez, uh, putting her belt on the line versus Julia Pena. Eric, here are the whopping odds. Amanda Nunez, uh, just a favorite, uh, under eight hundred odds. Uh, Julia Pena, over five hundred favorite. So if you want to bank some money, you know, if you're crazy, you're willing to lose $30, $40, put some money on Julia Pena. You come out with a nice little profit. Why not? Um, That's if you're, you know, you're sure that you want to lose $30 because that's exactly what's going to happen. Amanda Nunez, um, I expect a total obliteration, you know, better striker. Uh, Even if Julia Pena tries to get it to the ground, Amanda Nunez is better. She's better on the ground. Um, Her her wrestling, she can out-wrestle her. So. She's going to crush her. It's going to be like a round two KO, something like that. Um, and there's not really much like, you know, there's not really much to really go in here. That's uh, that's how I see it happening. Exactly the same analysis. Um, I, I find funny because she actually got submitted by Valentina Shevchenko. And Valentina Shevchenko is more of a striker than Amanda mm-hmm. Nunez too. Imagine getting submitted by Valentina Shevchenko at a lower weight and then going up a weight and having to fight the Lioness, who's already a huge, huge bantamweight. And who's way better on the ground than Valentina? Like, I I don't see this fight going um any other way. I I think Amanda's winning 100. percent It's every anytime Amanda or Valentina fight, same same old same story. Outcome. People are just there to watch absolute world class because Valentina and Amanda like they're entertaining to watch. Man, they just the striking. Like remember last time we were watching Valentina, it was just yeah. beautiful to watch. It was beautiful striking, beautiful like just like the way she like she the the speed. But Amanda's literally the same thing as Valentina. Not as much speed. Way more power. Way more accuracy. Way better on the ground. Way smarter. At, eh, maybe not smart, but way, like I don't know. They're, Amanda's just a super well-rounded fighter. Um, love her attitude. Love everything about Amanda. I've, I've been a fan since the since she beat Ronda Rousey, since she beat Cyborg. So I've been following her career. She, I'm not going to lie. She, her and Paolo Costa are one of the reasons I'm into UFC. So I'm happy Amanda. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, wow. Because I, I remember watching highlights of Amanda, like beating Cyborg, beating Ronda Rousey. And like, everyone was, the, when Ra- Ronda Rousey fought, fought Amanda, Amanda was, she was a champ. She wasn't even on the poster. Like, I don't know. Just, I'm, I'm going off track here. Hey, but kudos yeah. to Brazil, eh? Kudos oh, yeah, to Brazil. For sure. eh? Look at that yeah. big inspiration for Eric Zanger For sure, in for the sure. UFC. But the, the thing with Julianne Penn, I find it funny because, the only reason she got this fight is because she's talking trash. Like she, she's like, "Oh, I'll beat her." At this point, Pena, if you get a fight with Amanda Nunez or Valentina yeah. Shevchenko, it's because you won the lot, the bingo. It's yeah, exactly. You filled out your bingo. Oh, she's fighting next. Lucky. She, to, congrats to Julia Pena. That's what I'm saying. Nunez. That's pretty much how the selection criteria goes. She's on a what? One fight win streak. Okay, one fight win streak. You got like, come on. Like at this point, that's that's how it is. It's just a big bingo match where all these fighters in the bantamweight. Uh, division just participate and winner fights Amanda Nunez and then move on to the next move on to the next bingo showcase you know yeah exactly the whole thing but, hey it's gonna be I'm always excited to watch Amanda Nunez fight I'm 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 gonna put her her on my party 100% um, it's just it's just good multipliers I'm excited to see which one of our friends has one too a few too many and decides after round one <laughs> to drop forty dollars on Julia <laughs> Pena. Uh, we'll see because there will be some. I there's gonna oh, be yeah, some. There's always one. There's always one. There's always one. There's always one. 
Is they think they, they're going to win the lottery, you know. They, yeah, they think you it's think an accident is going to happen. Someone's going to, hey, yeah. it could happen. You think, you know, the universe is just totally going to shut down and uh, Julia Pena is just going to land a crazy knockout on Amanda Nunez and then $40 yeah. is going to be dropped after round one. <laughs> so uh, it's excited to see who will be doing that. But uh, yeah, it's a co it's it's a co-main event and it's a it's yeah. a it's a it's a belt championship on the line but it has literally it, it, you it, there's no out there's no two-way outcome there's one it's gonna be one way and it's gonna be amanda and by however she wants however she wants to do it yeah do it. Ex- literally she could you know roll a dice and submission whatever knockout anything yeah. unanimous decision whatever she wants she can, she can get uh so let's go on to the main event of the evening the one that we've been waiting for for months now since it was in speculation uh circulating dustin diamond Poirier. he will be taking on charles de bronx Oliveira, eric for yep. the lightweight championship belt of the world dustin diamond 28 and 6 uh he comes in as the favorite eric as with under 163 uh versus charles uh Oliveira, who's 31 and 8 uh, who's on a nine-fight win streak currently, comes in as the underdog over 140, man. Eric, um, you know, coming from uh, Kamaru and uh, Colby, head, a headline card, now we get Dustin and Charles. Uh, just an early Christmas gift here for us UFC oh, yeah. fans. Um, wow. So Dustin Diamond Poirier, I think he's, what, eight and one maybe in his last nine fights, something like that, or... Um, uh something crazy he has a great record as well yeah um number one ufc lightweight contender uh lightweight contender uh this is his second chance at the championship belt obviously we know uh he was own one he fought khabib and lost um sur- not surprisingly uh he you know he almost beat khabib and became the champ yeah. uh closest person to beat khabib but no he now gets his second chance at charles Oliveira. Eric, these are uh, yeah. This is your guy, Dustin Poirier. You want, oh yeah. You, you, we want this guy to win the belt. Who? How's he gonna do it? Uh, do you yeah. think he's gonna do it? And uh, yeah, what's gonna happen? So it's it's kind of sad because I like Charles Oliver too. I was very. I'm not as sad now just because I know Charles Oliver. He's a champ now, right? He Charles Oliver has gone through a lot too. Maybe not as much as Dustin, but he's gone through a lot. Um, kind of like. Hey, everyone loves a good underdog story. Well, I'll say this. Since 2015 and 2017, during 2015, 2017, he went two and four to start. He went two and four. So that yeah. he had some uh, some trouble at the start. But then after that, uh, was it loss against Paul Fedler, Feldler? Uh, he just won nine fights. He's yeah. on a nine-fight win streak right now. Exactly. So. so you have that. And, like, Charles Alvarez has been in the UFC for, forever. You know, like, same thing with, like, Glover. T- like, it's a similar story to Glover to share. Like, just being in the UFC forever, Michael Bisping, like, UFC forever, okay, and then just win. So that's Charles Oliveira's story. On the on the other side, you have Dustin Poirier, who he hasn't lost a lot in the UFC. Man, this guy hasn't lost a lot. He just never got the chance to to fight for the belt. Obviously, that one time he was about he's fighting Khabib, he's not winning, and he, well, he I don't know. He had a chance to step in. Remember yeah. with the Charles Oliveira and um, yeah. Uh, 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 Michael Chandler fight, right? But he wanted that money fight. He wanted that money fight with Connor. Hey, fair to him. Hey, secure the bag. But but now it's time to secure the gold because, hey, if Dustin Poirier, if he secures gold, defends it a couple times, he will go down as the second best lightweight of all time. His resume is world. Like, he has a The fighters he's beating, man, like, he's beating, like, the best from the lightweight. Like, funny you should say that. Let's go through the list, Eric. McGregor three times. 
He's being, or he's. I'm not going. Who's beating? Yeah, he's beating McGregor twice. Yeah. But let's talk about who he's fought and the experience yeah. that he 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 has right now on his resume. McGregor three times. He's fought Bobby Green, Eddie Alvarez twice, Anthony Pettis, Justin Gaethje, Max Holloway twice, Khabib, Dan Hooker. <laughs> I mean, those that he's fought everybody. And look at yeah. the, just listen to those names on that list. I mean, the, the guys fought everybody. He has experience, and yeah, yeah it should be good. And he's just okay. With fighters like Dustin Poirier, obviously he's not a wrestler. He, he's he's decent to just like he's not the best on the ground. But hey, he's he was able to uh, roll on the ground with Khabib. Like he hasn't like he's fought some great guys on on the ground, like great jujitsu guys, and he's beaten all of them. So, um, and the thing is, I, I don't even understand how Charles Oliveira. I would never expect Charles Oliveira to knock out Michael Chandler, but it did happen. Mm-hmm. But Dustin Poirier, man, on the gr- like if they if they stay. On their feet, like Dustin Poirier is knocking, like unanimous edition or knockout, like he is so good. He's probably the, one of the best boxers in the UFC right now. Like, just if you watch that Conor fight, like everything, like he's just he, he's just got the grit. He's like a Gaethje, but I I think he's better than like he's a he's a better version of Gaethje. Well, he beat him. <laughs> a, a smarter, yeah, a smarter version of Gaethje, right? A less rec, like still reckless, but like probably a bit like very similar. So, um, I have Dustin Poirier winning this one. Um, I think he's going to get either a knockout or unanimous decision because the thing with jujitsu is it's different than grappling because jujitsu, if you don't get the finish, doesn't really count for much because usually jujitsu guys are, they're not, you're not, they're not wrestlers. Yeah. You're not a wrestler. You're not like on top of like, you're not getting control. You know what I mean? Like it's like uh, Ortega, you go yeah. for like that shot. If you don't get it, like it's not worth that many points. You know what I mean? Like you have, you have to, like that's why wrestlers are usually better than jujitsu, but jujitsu fighters sometimes win just because they can get that sneaky submission, right? And you have to. The thing with that is you always have to stay on guard when you're fighting these jujitsu. You never know when your arm can go sideways. You know, you never know when. Like they can grab onto anything and submit you. So yeah. you have to watch out. And Charles Oliveira is one of the best at that too. So um, Dustin's got to watch out, but he he knows he he he's shown me over the years that he he has grit and he will win. Like. He has been in these like I've every single time I've been on him, he's he's come through. So um I'm excited to see this fight. I think I think he's gonna get it. And um yeah, yeah he's gonna be good for the lightweight because everyone knows that Dustin's by far the best. His resume, everything, he's by far the best lightweight um in the division right now. So but yeah, um I I I am with you. You know, uh Oliveira, 14 submissions in UFC, that's the most all time. Uh, in the UFC, obviously, he's one of the most dangerous uh, uh, jiu-jitsu artists in the game, uh, and he's hot right now, obviously. But it, like you said, if this stays on the feet, um, we we saw Michael Chandler almost knock him out in the first round, right? Um, his, his chin isn't as strong uh, as Poirier's fists are, right? So if Poirier decides that he wants to knock him out and they're on the, on the feet, he can do that. It's just, it depends if Charles Oliveira is going to allow that to stay on the feet. That's the big question because this fight can go either way. If it stays on the feet, like you said, I see Dustin Poirier handling him in two rounds, maybe, maybe in the third round, he knocks him out. However, if this goes to the ground and Charles Oliveira somehow gets his back, it could be his fight to lose. That's how good he is. So, you know, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, his takedown defense, Dustin, we've seen it with Khabib. Uh, you, he, he, the big difference between Khabib and Oliveira is that one's a wrestler, one's not a wrestler. So, like you said, they won't be rolling around or anything like that. He's not going to be putting all his weight on top of them or anything like that. So he's going to go for that one-shot submission, like you said. 
um, which Dustin's going to be aware of. Uh, we've seen him defend it. Uh, we've seen him defend takedowns. Uh, he, I mean, he went against probably the best wrestler uh, in the UFC at the time, Khabib. So there's no fault there. Um, just He's a great range fighter, Dustin Poirier. Uh, something that's going to be huge when fighting a guy like uh, Charles Oliveira. You, you, you know he, does, he doesn't mind being far away. He's got that left, uh, that left jab. That's one of his best strikes in his repertoire. A repertoire and um he's gonna keep a range and so charles Oliver is gonna have to throw some takedowns we know he has that guillotine uh dustin poirier in case uh and we're back a little uh technical difficulties as we know eric's unreliable wi-fi as always messes what? everything up Yo, I gotta repeat where i start off as yeah. i was saying dustin great guillotine he's got the takedown defense um you know this can go either way but if I I expect uh, I expect Dustin to feel him out early rounds and then knock him out on the third, just like Eddie Alvarez, we saw what happens when a wrestler gets on uh, on Dustin. Um, you know when he threw that twelve six elbow Eddie Alvarez when they were against the fence, and the moment he was able yeah. to get up, he knocked him out like he beat him. Remember he got up and right away he threw on a clinic in the striking show. So yeah. um, cardio is going to be huge for Dustin, which 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 we know he has. Khabib has uh, talked all about it, how crazy his cardio is. So I expect him to feel Charles Oliver out, see what he's looking for. If he's yeah. looking for ter- takedowns right away, uh, get a feel for his takedown attempts, number one, so he can know what to do defensively. And then, um, yeah, I think third round, it's going to be a TKO or knockout for Dustin. So here are, um, if you stayed listening this time, this whole time and you made it near the end with us, I got a couple little side bets for you lucky betters here with Poirier. Uh, is, uh, Poirier KO slash TKO is actually over 130 odds. So make sure to cash okay. in on that and over two and a half rounds, uh, over 125 odds. So make sure to cash in on that. Like I said, I expect this to be over in the third round uh, or later. Uh, I think Dustin's going to take his time. He knows it's a big opportunity for him. So he's going to feel him out and then he's going to bounce on him uh, later in the third round. Um, a couple prelim bets. I got Dominic Cruz. I'm betting on his unorthodox, his unorthodox movement. His puzzling striking to be a question mark for Pedro Munoz. Make sure to bank in on that. And Dan Ige facing off against Josh Emmett in the prelims. Um, Josh Emmett, we know, can, you know, be losing three rounds and then knock someone out in the fourth round, whatever. He's got that powerful uh, striking ability. But um, I expect Dan Ige, who's more active, to mix it up, change the pace uh, with his takedown attempts, and just uh, make sure to get a unanimous decision on Josh Emmett. So those were your two prelim fights. Some side bets. In your parlays, Eric, my parlay goes down as Dustin Nunez, K. Cara France, Sugar O'Malley, Jeff Neal, and then you can include Dan Ige and Dominic Cruz if you want on your parlay. Um, that's what I'm doing. Eric, your parlay, what's it like? I'm actually I'm going to go with an easy one because um, obviously as the previous – Looking to cash in. Yeah, the previous card has shown us that, hey, the, the close fights you're not sure, maybe don't bet on them. So – the ones I'm pretty confident in are I have Dustin winning. <clears throat> I have Amanda winning. I have Sean O'Malley winning. Um, I have Cody Garman winning. And I have my boy Tai Tuivasa, who I've been on previously and have won money off. That's so the he's, prelims. Yeah, it's a prelims. He's a heavyweight. Um, he's a shoe guy. He's a, he, he drinks out oh, of Oh, yeah. That guy. So he's fighting. So I'm very excited for that. I'm, I'm so confused why he made it on – why he's only on the prelims because he's actually like he was on the card last time. He's actually a very excited provider. So um yeah, I have those guys. I might 
um, includes Santiago. Yeah. I'm not sure about that because that one's very close. That is a I'm close thinking, fight. I'm thinking Dominic Cruz. How, how is the fact that Dominic Cruz and Pedro Mujes is on the prelims? It's on a prelim. Kind of crazy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, these crazy. are like world class fighters. Like Dominic Cruz has what, like two losses in the, like in the last, like his last like 15 fights. Like, yeah. Dominic Cruz is world. Like Dominic Cruz is at the top of the game. And he's obviously he's not as good as he used to. He's not the champ anymore, but he's still a really good fighter. Mm-hmm. And so is Pedro Munoz. Like he lost to Jose Aldo, but before that he was beating some good fighters. But obviously we know Jose Aldo just beat Rob Font, and like Pedro Munoz put up a pretty good display against Jose Aldo. So um, I don't understand how that fights on the prelims. But if I had to bet on the, I don't even know if I want to bet on that. That one's very close. I don't well, I'm taking Cruz, Dominic Cruz. I'm thinking, and uh, if yep. you want to listen to me, the guy who has the cojones, and Eric, who cares more about making sure he's 100 percent from the free throw line, uh, <laughs> you can wait for his bet. But uh, as always, thanks for listening to the Shiv and Zang show. Yep. If you're listening on Spotify or watching us uh, here on YouTube, thank you so much. Episode 50. Next week, yeah. I have no clue uh, what to talk about. Don't expect a ceremony. Or well, we're like probably going to talk about the fight too a bit for a bit. We'll talk about the fight, yeah, but we'll see what else is going on. There is a Derek Lewis um, fight night the following week, December 18th. So we're going to talk about that, that for sure. Derek Lewis yeah. and uh, Daugus, I think, in the heavyweight. So that should be interesting. But as always, like we said, thank you. Go download, join Hot Streak Fantasy, subscribe to Hot Streak Sports, like the video, share, whatever. Uh, and we'll see you in next week's episode, episode 50. Uh, ciao. Roll the outro!